Welcome to Slacker Studio, a podcast all about the things we do when we're slacking. We'll be chatting about a variety of things such as gaming, movies, tech news, or our topic of the week, technology, with the hot point of today's technology subject, the film First Man. And, you know, stuff to do with technology as well. I'm Jack. And I'm Ed. This week's beer of the show is... Yes, I'm actually interested in this. Uh, it is... Is it Hiver or Hiver? Maybe it's Hiver. Hiver. I think Hiver, because it is the honey beer. The honey beer. Now, I actually don't know who makes this one. Uh, Any... Oh, okay. It's just Hiver beers. Have we had this before? No, we've had a honey beer, and I realised that after I picked this one up. We've had that a honey That was honeydew. Something. Yes, that yeah. was it. Yeah, like a honey ale or something. Yeah, and good point. a British blonde beer brewed with urban and rural honey. Maybe this would be good for my... Um... Oh, oh yeah. allergies yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's like local-ish honey. Oh, man, read the back. Let's get your All right. glasses. So, Hiver was born out of an admiration for London's bourbon, no, sorry, urban beekeepers and a passion for craft beer. We ferment with urban and rural honey to create an old British blonde beer that's matured and unpasteurized. We turn oh. down the hops and support the natural honey flavors with an organic specialty malt for a beer that's crisp and refreshing. Honey and beer, what's not to love? It does sound nice. It also says 10% of profits go to pollinator charities and urban space projects, which is great considering there's been like a bee crisis over the last few years. Yeah, God, absolutely. Support them bees, man. Yeah, let's crack this open. Also, because it's a blonde beer, it's only 1.5 for a a wee bottle. Ooh. Dunk. Ooh. It's lively. Oh, yeah, it has been in the car, so it could have been rolling around a bit. Also, I kind of like... Oh. 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 Oh, there it goes. I'll keep these ball caps. I've still got like a little. Oh yeah, we got a pile. Oh wow, cap. these glasses are interesting. I got them from IKEA. Oh, there we go. Right. right, I'm going for the pot. Oh, this is the one we always fail, guys. Steady. I don't know. I'm pretty good. Also, it's not a full pint glass because I'm an idiot. Well, they're short beers, so we should be okay. Um... Well, we'll just add to it, and it'll make it feel like it's a bigger beer. Yeah. Oh, well, most of it went in. Yeah. It's nice. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Cheers. So, sorry, we do like a one, a one to five rating, and it usually changed at the end. So, give it a sniff test. Tell me what you think. Sounds really nice. It definitely it get de- that you honey can smell. smell. That yeah, honey yeah, smell yeah. immediately. Yeah, Holy crap! Great. All right, oh, kinky. This is so plastic glassy, yeah. isn't it? Sorry. Wow, that's tasty. That's different. Unlike, well, I like the honeydew, but that. You, I actually taste the honey more in that. Yeah, I think it's so. Not unpleasant. No, it's quite I think refreshing. there was like a little bit of an aftertaste of honey with the honeydew beer that we had a couple of weeks back. But mm. this, this is really nice. Mm, mm, mm. Like it, the honey is definitely more obvious in it. Ooh, yeah, and it's not overly, it's not overbearing either. It's like something you could probably have in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine this like really cold would be nice. Imagine this with a touch of mead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as like a beer chaser, Nix. Yeah, that'd I might be nice. try that in a yeah, few yeah, weeks. Yeah. Marks and Spencers is where I got this thing from. Nice. Yeah, yeah. fancy. Cool. <laughs> so what, what do you reckon? Like initial <laughs> initial rating ish out of five. Do you know what? I'm gonna give this initial rating. I'm gonna give this a three point five to a four. There's yeah. something about this which I'm not. I don't usually drink blonde beers, but that's really nice. Um, it's not. It's not actually overly. Um, I can see carbonisation in it, mm. um, but it's not over the top. No, it's, it's a little quite... bit fizzy, but like not 
It's more than an ale. Yeah. But not as much as a lager. Yes. Which is nice. It's gentle. Yeah, yeah. I think, Still gassy. I think it's good. I think I'd agree with that actually because it's not like a four, but I I feel like it's better than a three. So three and a half. Is and yep. When I swish it between my teeth, it instantly becomes foam. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. But that's nice. I cool, like man. it. Cool. So, uh, at the moment, 3.5 to a 4. We'll update you later. Yes, indeed. What have you been up to? I've not seen... I, I've realised I've not talked to you in ages apart from over Discord. What? I mean, I've got a couple of notes in there, but like, I, that's... It's been two weeks and I can't remember what I've done. Has it really only been two weeks since our last cast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like a month. I know. And it's like, it was like BlizzCon. And it's like, only the 25th now. Wow, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, um, that's a good point. My gosh. Stuff, you know, like just, it's just <laughs> stuff and things. I think, like, I had a, a random car knocking, which was frustrating, which meant I didn't go riding, like mountain biking, when I was meant to, because I was like, shit, I need to figure out what this is so I can fix it. Yeah. And then the noise just disappeared, and I couldn't find anything wrong, and <sighs> it hasn't done it sake. since. So I've got no clue what it is, why it did it, and then I didn't go riding. So that's annoying. That sucks. Yeah, because um, I haven't been riding in ages. Yeah. And there was going to be a few of us going. Thankfully they all went anyway, but we'll see. I definitely need to go again soon because it's been too long since I've done a proper ride. Too long. Yeah, and it was going to be like 14 miles or something ridiculous as well. So it's not. I'm kind of glad in a way I didn't have to ride 14 <laughs> miles or whatever. But it's. I. I think I need to. I need to arrange that we actually go again. Um, but other than that, we both ended up going to the same Christmas fair a day apart. Yeah, we did. <clears throat> like it, it was fun. I quite enjoyed yeah. it. Um, it was. Better than I was expecting because you never know what you you're gonna get. It in can these sometimes things. be yeah. really crap, and especially when you had to pay to get in as well. Yeah. Um, it was only like six pounds or something, but still, like that plus anything else you buy inside. I enjoyed it. Um, you came back with a load of pork scratchings. I came back with um, so you get like three bags of pork scratchings for five quid. But I also wanted to get myself a wild boar pie. Um, which leads on to other things that have happened in my life, but actually I'm still going to talk about the Xmas Fair. I wanted to get myself one last like nice thing, <clears throat> and I've got next um, next weekend, which I'll also be talking about, and then I have to save like a madman. Yeah. Um, and, you know, buy people's Christmas presents, then everything else goes away for sundries like car and, you know, life. All the stuff. And this. But so, yeah, I was like, I'll buy myself some nice things today. So I got some, like, local clotted cream fudge and caramel stuff and some pork scratchings for the studio, and I gave Ed a bag. And Oh, yeah. Oh my god, like I'm trying to lose weight, but I'm not trying to lose weight because it's obvious. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, not with pork scratching, so my god. They're really tasty, like they're really proper good. and they they don't taste like good. really processed as well. No, like, I know we had like crunchy that. stuff last time, but it's, it, here we go. Here we it's go. a good it's one. Oh my god. Yeah. You can see how it spiked on the soundboard, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a good good little waveform that oh, is. Oh wow. Mm. But yeah, so what did you like? Did you see the horses? No, no? I, I didn't see any horses. Yeah, these big shy horses that came along with the Harvey's barrels in the back. Oh, nice. Okay, They're yeah. They're massive. Like, the hooves are as big as my head. Okay, yeah, Nuts. yeah. The only thing we saw that was weird was these two ladies that were, like, effectively on stilts but had a giant bell. With the bell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they go ting-ting, yeah. and they're, like, just kind of dancing around on the spot. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, yeah. Giant pair of bells. Um, yeah, it was so yeah. funny though, because some guy was like, "Excuse me, love, I've got to get my meal." <laughs> she was in front of a stand. All right. Okay. Just tickle my bell later, and she was she's just trying to entertain kids by yeah, pretending yeah. she's a bell. So, oh, that's not very Christmassy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, the food on offer there was great though. It was good. Yeah, I had a um, oh, I had a brisket wrap. Okay. And that was like one of the more tame options yeah, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. could get. 
I mean, we ended up only having like some snacks and stuff, and then like got some mulled wine, which mm. is the first of the season, which mm. is quite nice actually. Um, Should have gone for the mince pie as well, uh, but then yeah. we went and got pies elsewhere and had them, and th which they turned out really good. So they looked amazing. Yeah. yeah, they're like the kind of homemade from the supermarket type brand, um, and they were really good. Steak and ale pie. It was <sighs> tasty as hell. What ale? Do you know? Like, fuck knows. <laughs> it was tasty. Have to make your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Well, that's what I was thinking, and they actually came in proper China dishes. So we've they got. They look nice. You got them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's Perfect. great. Like, and they're the good size for an individual portion as well. Um, and yeah, the pastry was just perfect. It was like just exploded all over the top. It's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay, that was that was kind of my week. And what else do you got going on? Yeah, well, I mean, so I'm gonna make it really short, but I lost my job again. Um, but it wasn't really lo losing my job. Basically, uh, I was working at a place doing 3D in a place where there wasn't really much 3D work, and then they suddenly lost their the people that basically was the reason I did 3D there. Uh. Despite the fact I hadn't really done much 3D work in ages, it'd been all 2D. So they kind of went, I'm sorry, but even though it's before Christmas, goodbye. But the reason I'm saying this is not like a woe is me. It was more about the response that I got. Like I've already been offered work the moment I've finished, which as much as it's kind of like, it might not be the right, who knows? Who knows, yeah. what, who knows what's gonna happen? It's interesting that <clears throat> after the first time you made redundant or that you switch work, Things are a little tough because you're still quite new to everything. Once you gain experience, once you start networking, it's like, yeah, it's so like this time around has been much easier. So it's interesting that you were offered work like kind of instantly, but it's not kind of perfect, is it? It's 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 like I want to do uh, more 3D, but a lot of the places that keep on offering me work are colleagues who are amazing. But it's usually work that I've been doing whilst I was there, which is 2D. Right, right. So it's like you have this weird thing in life where it's like, this is what I want to do. But I'm kind of, but what's on offer is not what I want to do. Yeah. However, I still have, I'd still be money rolling in, which is the issue. And one of our wonderful listeners, Rigor Morty, was saying, look, everyone has stepping stones before you get to the other side of the pond. And that is true. But also yeah. it's one of those things in our industry, if you get stuck in a certain way, as I've been warned by my, my now ex-boss, then you could very much be stuck there the entire your entire life. Yeah, for sure. Should be chasing money instead of chasing I, nothing. It's so not easy, man. It isn't sucks. It's such so a difficult. tough one. So it's like I'm so I'm like applying to a few places tomorrow, and I might have to chase up my friend about this like nice thing because it's a it's, you know it's a I can't talk about it obviously, mm. but it's it's interesting. It's interesting how it's kind of already rolling and how lots of people are quite sympathetic. But yeah, that that's pretty much it. So you know, it's easy. It, it gets easier as you get older. Um, but on the bright side, you know, I've got pork scratchings, I've got fudge. <laughs> I've had a really nice week, actually. It's been very chilled out because I, I, you know, I basically kept like two weeks holiday at the end of the year. Right. And now I can't have that. So this is literally my holiday for the ah, year. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. <clears throat> apart from, I had one week staycation in the middle of July. Yep. That's the only holiday I've actually had, really, apart from yeah. going to Prague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that stressful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is kind of like my holiday. Um, next weekend, this is the main point. I'm going to the big Viking metal festival in Sheffield of all oh, places. Okay, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that sounds fun. I wondered what that was. It says Viking festival, mm. but I didn't know it was a Viking yeah. metal festival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my friend Tom won tickets, and apart from us having to pay for our own hotel, which is fair enough. Yeah, which is where that's the expensive part. Um, you got two days of constant metal bands. They all eat, they all end in a band that I like. One called Chirisas, and one called Tear. And I know both of those bands really well, so I'm looking forward to it. But because it's a festival, you can just dip in and out. I'm oh, guessing. yeah, yeah, So yeah. we can, it's basically, I'm going to get ratted. So driving up on Friday, <laughs> having a good time, then coming back on Monday, and then it's just bang straight on, straight on the money for uh, yeah. stuff again. Yeah, that sounds fun. And <clears throat> Viking metal as in, 
Are we going to have people in costume? Well, there's so many people in costume. You get like a mix. So you either get in Viking Viking metal, you get me, who's a bit of a an anathema, because I like going in my work shirt. Yeah. And I'm a Christian. Yeah. And I like, I love the folk melody and I like the passion and like the energy and like the fast paced music. But I'm not a pagan myself and I'm not pro-Satanist or anything like that, which you often get with, with metal. You do get guys there who are very pro-pagan and it makes it very awkward at times because a lot of the lyrics are anti-Christian or anti-this, that and the yeah. other. And even regardless of if you have faith or not, it's it's kind of funny being in a situation where you're surrounded by people who hate your ideology or something like that. Yeah, that would be a bit odd, yeah. But for the most part, there's just a bunch of burly guys with beards drinking mead out of horns, and just they just want to get drunk and have a fun time. And to be honest, I've it's there's those those um, over the top people. I mean, you know, there are pagans who don't care. They're like, yeah, that's cool. There is one percent, but there's so few. Um, the rest of them, I meet so many people whenever we go to gigs, and they're usually quite nice. If I've gone to a gig and my friend's not there or he couldn't make it, I've always found people instantaneous. Because you just notice people with other band shirts on. You say, hey, what do you think about the latest album? And it rolls on, so it's great. Just, yeah, okay, so just normal people, they just happen to be big and bearded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here's another point of that, is that we're, we're meeting people there who I met before in Manchester, who I met over FIFA. And I oh, went to a okay. gig with them yeah. that I met over this football game called FIFA. Um, I only knew them by voice, had never met them face to face, went to see them at a gig, had a great time. And then um, my friend won this ticket, like this is the perfect time for us all to meet face to face. So I've got my friend Tom Brown coming with us. My friend Tom Scott, who won the tickets, who's got this thing going. A friend Alex, who I met through Warcraft, right? right who's right. actually Tom Scott's friend. Um, so I, I'm chucking all these names out, but it's just because that's how I'm remembering all this. And then. Uh, Adam and Matthew, who are the FIFA people. So half the people we're meeting are people we've met online. That's pretty cool. At, at a metal festival yeah. in the middle of Sheffield, of all places yeah. in the United Kingdom. Yeah, Sheffield, Seattle, and all that. Yeah, that's going to be good fun. I think it's something mm. something different to do as well. Like, where, so you guys got to stay in a hotel. It's not like a camping sort of festival. Nah, no, nah, it's no. an indoor. So I can't. Oh, fine. Okay, that sounds fun though. If it was outdoor, that'd be nuts. I'd just get like yeah, the most in wellies and. <laughs> All the clothing. Yeah. Well, December actually. By the time that comes around, right? I think. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's yeah. just right. Yeah. Of course. You're right. God, it's getting close, I know. isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's ridiculous. Like this is the last week of November yeah. now. Thanks for making me fucking redundant on Christmas, yeah. you bastards. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> At the same point, thank you for giving me a few weeks of just yeah, pure bliss. Hanging out. Yeah. 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 But no. To be honest, um, so a few downs, a few ups, but a lot of ups, really. Yeah. Just carrying on, isn't it? Now, something we both love. Yes. Gaming. Tell yes. me, because I love I've loved your journey through for the, for those who this might be their first show, mm. Ed's been on a journey of sorts through, I have. through PlayStation 2 games. And it's fascinating to me because I like that. That sort of stuff's yeah, really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean I noticed you've dug out the PS3 as well, uh, so we'll get to that yes. in a bit. But I I've <laughs> been replaying the Jack and Daxter games. I am I kind of spent a long time playing yesterday actually. Mm. I I'm now well over seventy percent into Jack 2. When I first wrote these notes it was Holy like crap. 40% or something it's two weeks yeah 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 it's it, uh, it's a lot of fun um, and I'm I gave up last night it was it was really late I was tired and it was a really <laughs> frustrating mission where you have to do you know what I can't even fucking remember what it was <laughs> like I was, I just remember going this is the third time oh yeah there's these like robot bomb spider things that you have to kill and if you get too close to them you zap, they zap you oh. at the same time there's like 101 guards trying to kill you as well are you on that massive speeder bike no but no? there's um the 
I know the thing you mean, and they're basically just like little spider bots with bombs heading towards like the hideout, and you've got to stop them. It's yeah. just a pain in the ass. I just gave up. But I did find out that there is a cheat mode. Oh. So there's mini games throughout the whole thing, and if you put the game into its debugging mode, so I guess for the developers, but it still exists. There's like a about a twenty key shortcut thing that you put in on the controller, and it goes beep, and then you're in debugging mode. So. <laughs> You literally have a, a one win lose or one win uh, one button win one button lose thing. So oh, you can press like R one to just win the mini game, which <laughs> so is great because you just want to get past shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not playing it for the the actual like gameplay as such. I'm playing it playing it for the story because I yeah, want to play I'm them all the way you. through. I do that too. So like I was like, ah, oh, great. This annoying mini game where it's like you have to press a whole bunch of random symbols appear on the screen and you've got to like triangle, circle, X square and it's like you've got to press them all or yeah. you can't miss any and it's just like, you know, oh, fuck this, win. <laughs> I did that with Medieval Total War 2 recently. Oh, really? I literally got in, typed in the money cheat immediately, made all my buildings nice. Yeah. I was like, I need to recapture the Holy Land, I need to defeat yeah. France, I need to beat Scotland and I just need to do this in a few hours so I get my little story fix and that's yeah. it. So yeah, I yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. It's, it just makes it easier. I mean... I... You've been enjoying it as well, though? Because so I mean, this fun. is your second Jack and Daxter, isn't it? Because you've got yeah. first, second, you're going through them. Yeah, I think I will probably end up playing all four that I've got. So that mm. includes so Jack 1, 2, and 3, and then the racing one, which has got quite a lot of story in it, but it's all done through racing. Queens of and the Stone like, Age yeah, as well. Yeah, oh. exactly, yeah. Um, what's not to like? Yeah, they basically got most of the soundtrack on there, so that's that's good times with that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. I think it's, it's nice to play something through that you... Like I spent so many hours playing it on in my childhood, just like when I was like eleven, maybe twelve. Yeah, and it's just so much fun. Like, and it is just as good as I remember it being. It is ever so slightly more pixelated than I remember it being, <laughs> but I guess that's just how it is. I mean, yeah. the resolution. I mean, I'm not even playing it on a good screen. It's like a sixteen hundred by ten eighty screen or something, and it still looks like crap. No fair. Well, okay, yeah. just just pixelated. Like it looks <coughs> as good as I remember it looking, but then you look a bit closer and it's like, yeah, I don't like. And it doesn't quite fit screen and all of that. But it, I, hey, it's as good as it gets. I gave up on doing the emulator on my PC though because it's just too much hassle. <laughs> um, which is a shame, but we'll see. Um, the only other thing I've been doing is finally fucking getting through WoW. Yeah. Like I saw you got a achievement uh, recently, and yeah. that looked like an arsake. I actually so. I've actually finished all the quests in the zones now. So that's the three zones done, and that is the first part of my Pathfinder achievement done. Um, but I say that, that's it's the first part of Pathfinder part one, so I still have like mm. four things to do. So I've still got to do the rep, I've still got to do... <clears throat> oh, I know, I'm doing that in the horde. The war campaign, yep. and then I guess, oh, like a bunch of world quests, and then explore everywhere. It's not difficult it's just going to take time. time and that's fine but I, i'm quite happy now because now i've got a huge variety of stuff to do and i've ticked off the thing that felt like a grind which was storm song because i just i was just at the point where i was like i'm done with this now i literally have been doing that myself and i've avoided quests i'm level 116 already mm. nearly 117 from pvp alone mm -hmm. it's nuts oh i turn war mode off yeah and that's where all the fucking people went like, I was literally be running around. The only thing I saw <laughs> was Horde, right? Or like a couple of Alliance people or the Horde that ganked me. I turn wall mode off. There's all the fucking Alliance again. Everybody's got it off. And that, I was like, oh, okay. There are other people playing on my realm still. <laughs> and I don't know whether I'm happier about it, but it is just less hassle having wall mode off. Like, I do like it, 
but in practice, it's not great. We are at level 120, right? Yeah. So apart from rep gains, it's you're not really get, it's, it's all right. Do I even get an extra bit of rep with War Mode on? I don't even know. Because I know you do get experience. I just don't know whether you actually get any extra rep. I don't know, actually. That's a good point. Maybe that's something we need to look into. I know you get you get levelling gain. Maybe you don't get rep at all. Maybe I'm talking at Mars. Yeah. Might be. That is, I mean, it wouldn't moment, be though. the first time, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we both do that a lot on this show. Um, <laughs> but we get the bonus. So there's a 10% bonus from the... No, 14% bonus from the, the anniversary event. Yes. And I keep forgetting to turn that on. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> Morgan has to remind me of doing that every time. Yeah. He's already like 82 or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's outpacing any character that I can bring into the mix. It's and hilarious. Pilgrim's Smashing Bounty. It. And Pilgrim's Bounty. Because that gives you XP. I think it, it certainly gives you more rep. Mm. So you, I think there's something like about 24% extra rep you can get at the moment. Well, so if you, if you sit it. around the table and eat food and then you enter a dungeon, you're like, <laughs> yeah. watch me. That's an amazing idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's a whole load of stuff that you can stack up. And I think... I feel like the Dark Moon Fair's coming up as well this weekend. And then there's another... You can do some profession stuff if you want to do your old ones. Oh, my God, yeah. I could get Transmute crap into good stuff, which is pig Latin for alchemy good, zug zug, give me stuff. Right. I it's, literally have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, so so basically, because of the, um, the Dark Moon Fair, it gives you mm. plus something. I found it really annoying gathering enough ingredients because I just don't think about it to make potions to level yeah. it up. Other people are like super on it. I'm not. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Thank you, honey beer. And then I make it, right? <laughs> but if you're like level 45 or 50, you get transmute and you could like transmute gold into whatever or transmute right. something into gold, okay. the old stuff. But the transmutes here are amazing. So it's like transmute this into herbs. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, yeah. It's all the crap I chuck in the junker because half my inventory is shit. Oh, yeah, me too. It's yeah. so much shit. And half of it is like, oh, can you give us this like silk grain thing that we need for a world quest? Yeah, no, I've got 200 silk grain thing and you need 40. Well, that's great. At least yeah. you've wasted 40. And the rest sells on like, sells on um, AH for pittance. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that frustrates me is it's like I would have to go. It's fine. It's fine. I can't be asked to edit anything out. So it's, it's just going. It's going in the show. <laughs> I'm feeling lazy. Um, the If you've got like the, the world quests that are like, give us this supply or give us that supply. And it's things that you don't end up coming across unless you've got a profession. I find yeah. that frustrating because it's like, well, I can't do that. Yeah. And I need that. Whatever. It's fine. Um, it's just world quests again. I, I like being back in the habit of world quests again because I did enjoy that about Legion. And I forgot how used to just doing world quests I was. Yeah, but then I liked in Legion because you felt that your artifact power was making you better, yeah. so that it felt worth it. But all these world quests, for me, the only thing that's worth it about doing the world quest now is the emissary reward at the end. Mm -hmm. And even then, they've only just buffed that. Well, some of it's like 2,000 fucking gold. Like, yeah. That's quite a lot. Yeah, now it is. Yeah. It used to be crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they bumped it up a lot, I think, in that last patch. Yeah. Um, so that's that's good. The The kind of... The frustration I've got is that there is still so many different bits and bobs that I've got to tick off. There is. Me too. And I've only just finished getting the Maghar storyline. Mm. And I did that. I leveled a Maghar Hunter. Got bored because the rotation was too easy. But it was yeah. so amazing when I was out DPSing so many people yeah, as yeah, yeah. survival. And then I've been jumping around. The thing, talking about out DPSing people, I swear things are easier now I've got war, war mode off. Yeah? Like, seriously, I'm not dying... Things are dying very easily. Like, it's fucking easy mode now. 
And my eye level has only gone up like five points in that time, so it's not like that's helping. Super Ed. I don't. I don't get it. Like it, it was. It wasn't like really challenging <clears throat> before, but I. I wouldn't be like really quick, so I don't. I don't know whether there's something else going on in the background. That is interesting because it used to be you said principles of war in Legion, which made that every class had a template. Mm. So if war mode was on now and there's still principles of war, the only thing that would change would be like you'd do X amount more damage to a player if you had certain item level. That's it. Now they've taken that away. Yeah. I think. Well, the thing is, I should actually have less DPS <clears throat> because I've lost some talents that I used a lot. Yeah. Yeah. From the PvP talents, and I, they, there was one that literally like every time it stacks, and it can stack pretty much unlimited time. I think it's Death Wish or something. It adds five percent damage, and I gain five percent damage taken as well. But it stacks as much as like I like, so I could have oh, like nice. plus thirty percent damage, but I take more. So, but I've so I've lost that, but I feel still feel like I'm doing better than I was. So I don't get it. I don't get that. So I'm, I, it may just be coincidence, and it may be that I'm fighting different mobs or whatever else. I don't know. But so it, tell us if you find out more or delve into it, because I'd actually like to know that. Because yeah. I only ever play on warm. Well, this is it. I haven't <clears> been playing <throat> it off warm. This feels like it did before I got to level one fifteen, where everything suddenly gets harder anyway, um, and like your legendary start working. So yeah. is it? I will look into it then, because I, I'm surprised at how much easier it is. Uh, I think that's kind of it for WoW. Do you want, have you got any Warcraft stuff you want to talk about? Yeah. Then we'll go um, so, like, uh, I chosen... I, I was looking at Classic and thinking about what I wanted to play, and I was thinking Priest, but then end game in Vanilla, Priest was mm. just a healer. And so what I loved the most was Vanilla... Uh, was Sorry, was um, Dots, and I was like, well, I've got to go Warlock. You get free mount at level 40. You get pets. I can go Affliction. Um... It t feels to me, lore-wise and everything else-wise, that Warlock would be the best choice. Mm. It led me on to them playing my old Warlock, which was level 110, well, it's not really old, on Argent Dawn. And I was playing as um, Destruction, absolutely smashing it, having a great time. And I had another Warlock asking my advice, and I was like, oh, thank you very much. Well, this is what you do with Affliction. And it's so cool, like, being said somebody somebody saying like oh wow you've um you're actually pretty good at this mm. i was like i picked it up from an icy veins guide two right. days ago and just mastered it that's interesting because i, I know i'm nowhere near max level with it but i started a little while ago before bfa came out i started a nightborn warlock cool and i just could not get on with it yeah like it was just incredibly frustrating i found affliction sucky I, I can't even remember. I think I tried a couple of different ones and I, I just found... I didn't actually connect with the character at all. I don't know whether that's part of it. Um, I think I, I think I mentioned this before, but my frustration with the Nightborn thing, and I don't know whether it's the same with the other allied races, is that there was no quests at all. You like, you're like you in Suramar and then you just suddenly take a pulse and you're out in the world and that's it. Yeah. Like I, what, there's, there's no starting zone like there is for humans, orcs, what everybody else, and it just felt weird and disconnected i i guess the orcs start in the orc places or what i don't you think. start you do like a mini campaign in the orc places uh no actually once you've done the quest you literally start out in orgrimmar yeah and that's I, it I, yeah but i guess i guess that's slightly different because at least that sort of as an orc that feels like home as yeah such. yeah it does whereas at the nightborn i just another member of the horde I, i'm interested like, with the i'm guessing that the dark iron start in Ironforge. i assume so i don't know i, I, I have I no think, idea I feel like they're missing a trick here. We're not yeah. having like a five-level starting zone for each of the allied races. It would be cool. 
I think it'd be but, interesting. Or maybe it was just too much time and they just wanted to start throwing out allied races. And they are throwing them out. Oh, they are now. Like, a lot. And my biggest issue is loads of people, they'll put that as a cornerstone as to why the buy, to buy the game. Mm. But you have to do so much to earn that and you have to understand the game in order to earn those. And I feel like people are leaving the game because they're like, well, this is what I want to play and you're not offering that at face value. What is wrong with you? Yeah. I've heard that from quite a few people in the community and, you know, the community is always going to be sour or good. Yeah, I can understand that, though. <clears throat> I mean... If you if finally the race you've always wanted to play exists, but you've got to spend weeks unlocking it, constant dutiful that's work. That's gonna be a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, otherwise, yeah. So I had that really nice feel as a warlock. I did really well in survival hunter. Played a priest, mm. and uh, I started. I I basically met this brutal gladiator when I was a rogue um, in Isle of Conquest, and started asking her questions. I was like, look, I'm shit at the moment I don't quite know how Priest works now even though I played it since Wrath I hadn't picked it up since like the end of Legion what's so different in BFA and I want to do mainly PvP and she's like oh right <coughs> just copy my stuff if you're well known in if you know how Priest work you'll understand what I'm going with this one of them like when you use Mind Flay which is a slow yeah you steal haste from someone Oh. Which means that you steal their haste, so they're slower, and you're quicker. Okay. It's like vampiric yeah, yeah, yeah. speed. There's one which means that when you're not in your full void thing, when you're not in your void form, because you have two steps, you yeah. have pre-void and void form, you get extra damage. So if somebody um, interrupts you when you're trying to cast void interruption, I mean void eruption, you still have loads of damage. So you could literally dot loads of people up, stay at peak void form without going into it, and do a hell of a lot of damage. And I was just wrecking face. And I had two pets I could put on someone. One of them drains health, I think, one or two percent per second. Okay. Unless you kill them yeah, and they yeah, have like yeah, one yeah. HP. So they don't focus them. And oh my god, Ed, like I literally went two levels of just playing PvP because it was fun. I did a dungeon and even though I couldn't use some of these talents, I just got more used to it. And because of the old kit still works in Legion as it does in BFA. Yeah. And they've kind of tweaked things and they've given us more damage. Someone said, you guys really suck at Shadow Priesters at the top of the DPS mm. meters. And it was like wow, they must have been bad for a while, which is why I didn't pick him up to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I binned my Shadow Priest. Like, I haven't touched it yeah. like, at all. I hate it with a passion. Like, it was yeah. just terrible. It's just, it was like, boring I, and it yeah. sucked. And then I played this and I was really having fun. So Well, that's interesting though, because PvP, so different. I, I might, I'm tempted to get, when I when I level my Druid, because I, I, I love to play my Druid towards the end of Legion. I, that's pretty much all I did. I remember. And I actually was doing PvP for the first time in years. I might see what it's like just leveling through PvP and see right. what happens. Is I mean, there, like consequences of that because, like, if I don't go into the BFA zones. I mean, I'm, I've already done that, and my my issue is I'm going to hit 120, and I'm not even going to finish Storm Song. But to be honest with you, I just wanted my priest to get not on a bound, but seventh legion rep. That's mm. the only reason that I'm doing it. I'm going to do all the main achievements on my rogue because later on, everything's going to be cross-assessed. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I don't see the point. I'm just going to get seventh legion, and that might... Wow. I may have just destroyed my own reasoning for playing the priest. Uh-huh. If it gets swapped across, I don't need to do seventh legion because I'll already have it from the rogue having done on a bound. So I know... What you we mean, need so, to find so out if it's BFA applicable. I think is this an eight point one? It's coming. Yeah, mid December, a new patch is coming. That the new re that basically the reps are going to be shared 
It's not they're not combined. Yeah. But if you've hit Exalted on one character, you should have the same experience on the other one with it, right? I think so. But I don't know whether that's for the BFA reps. That would be an interesting point because if they say no BFA, but it's for all the old stuff, that'd be great because I've done so much on my priest. But I can't be asked another characters, and also I want to get my insane title mm. for Bob. Yeah, yeah. I want Bob the insane. Yeah, why not? Because that's funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Loads of people like just stop and ask me questions whilst I've been playing my priest. But yeah, no. Long story short, um, I've been playing a few different characters, but ultimately I'm still enjoying the rogue, really enjoying the priest, and I'm gonna go warlock for classic. Mm -hmm. That's wow news, pretty much in a nutshell. Sounds good to me. Um, Otherwise, something which I've seen you play, uh, yeah. and I will be talking about Dungeon Siege 2. I'm actually going to talk about this Warcrafty a little bit, and this could take about all of a minute. Okay. I've been playing Dungeon Siege 2 again because it's my Christmas great game. I've found that with a pet, um, when you grab a pet, if you've got any crap loot, you feed the loot to the pet, and the pet gets stronger. That's interesting. And the pet gains traits or gains stuff. I wish that they'd do it in WoW where you'd you could feed crappy loot to something and even if you don't gain anything beneficial in attack or healing because that would be a bit crap you could gain something fun like you know comically fun like you've got a treasure goblin and the more shit you give this treasure goblin every 100 items he gets a little bit more in his backpack until eventually he's overladen and he transforms into a like a big treasure orc or something this something feels stupid. like it could work with the pets yeah pets that's stuff. what i'm yeah, saying yeah, like yeah, something, yeah. a feature for the battle players instead of players Blah, I'm really over the place today. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Instead of like going to that junk machine and just filling it with crap. Mm. But I like that from Dungeon Siege 2 and I'm still playing it and I love it and I'm not gonna lie, I'm cheating my way through it because I like the story as well. Yeah. Which goes back to the beginning. Yeah. Now, last thing on gaming. Uh Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, so I played with friends yesterday, had a great time. I'm crap. Um, in many ways I got five medal game which was great fun that was pretty good and that was so much fun so five gold medal even but the main thing was trying to learn how to play Ash I don't know how to play her but she's a lot of fun yeah <laughs> like that's that's what I can say so I've I mainly I think I managed to get like one quick play game where I managed to get to play her for, for a bit because everybody's just interlocking her. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, because she's fun to play. It was It's the same when every new hero is released. So I was playing in the um, the shooting range, and that is it's just fun. I just love the kit she has. Yeah, it's... I like the sound of the gun as well. When, yeah, you're, yeah, when yeah. you're zooming, it goes bang, bang. It's like old Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. It just goes smack, and you feel like when you've killed someone, it really feels like you've taken them down. Yeah, it does. It's, yeah, it's got really good... For, for something that has no haptic feedback, it feels good. Yeah. Like, and I don't know whether that's just the way they've been clever with the sound, but like, just it, it just feels really nice. And to be honest, compared to the last hero, Hammond, I fucking hate that. I'm rubbish I with Hammond. cannot stand him. Like, I do not like the playstyle. To me, it feels like a diva with a fucking swinging thing. Mm. And, it's just, and I don't get on well with diva either. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's just, this is a lot of fun for me. Yeah, I mean, I like that you can use the shotgun for many different things. Yeah. I've used it to boot people back. I had a Reinhardt charge at me and I managed to boop over him, chuck a dynamite down at him, blow it up and he died. That and, and it just felt amazing. And then I turned around and he got shot by Widow. But it doesn't matter. No, no, no. Because that moment, I felt like a proper cowboy, or in yeah, this yeah, case, yeah, cow, cow girl. girl. Yeah. And it was incredible. <laughs> um, another time where the team are pushing a point on um, King's Row and mm. I flanked and I used Bob to push through, take out both their backline, and then everyone just started jumping in. Our Anna um, then nanoed Bob, who then <laughs> yeah, wiped yeah, the yeah. rest of the team. So the play of the game was just me pointing a finger and letting the bot do the rest of the work. It was incredible. 
That reminds me, I had a lot of fun with Anna. Like I, I love Anna. She's so, my main now. Yeah, God, absolutely. And I think I, if I was playing more, I've I've tried to do my placements so far. I've done I think three of them I've so done far. Seven. It's grueling. Yeah, it's hard work. But um, I was playing as Anna, and it was just it, honestly some of the best games I've had as Anna because uh, and I was the only healer in the, for, for some yeah, reason. Yeah, she's it, weirdly it was versatile. Fine. Like absolutely fine, and then the, we then it then switched to a couple of different maps, and it was just not working. So then then you got to switch up. But it's, yeah. it's when she works, it's so much yeah. fun. Oh god, when you get that sleep, yeah, that yeah, one yeah. almighty sleep. We're on Ilios. Oh, you've just used your old, have you? Oh, god. Don't. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did that. That's how I've been stopping Ash. Yeah. So. Bob comes in and Owens comes out. Don't touch Bob! I've slept him. He's there. Yeah. He'll have two seconds of firing afterwards and then he's gone. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Fucking leave the robot. Yeah. And then Soldier comes <clears> in and he goes, I've got you in my side. No. Yeah. He's like, why did you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of the time. However, best shot I had was actually on Ilios. So Winston jumped over the top to try and jump on the point on the well bit. I slept him as he came over the top and he went straight into the well. Yeah, and I was nice. like, yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Highlight of the year, and I didn't I, even capture yeah, it. So annoyed I know. myself. It's, normally, what happens is you're like, but, button, button for highlights, but. Ah, crap. Ah, crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or you die or something, and then That's it's it. like just pointless. So, yeah, I, hey, she's she's a lot of fun. I'd like to I play know. her more, and I think I'm just going to have to wait because mm. people are just trying to play her. Yeah, absolutely. And I've had good games with her and bad games with her. She's so up and down, but it is so hit scan. Like, I have to play. I have to play Counter-Strike before I play Overwatch if I know I'm going to be mm. playing Ash because I need to have practice with Hitscan. Well, that's what I do is I actually tend to start my day, day on Overwatch, with McCree. Yeah. And because if you can hit stuff with McCree, you can pretty much hit stuff with any, anything else. Because, Absolutely. Like, except for maybe Farrah because that's a pain in the ass. <laughs> but, or which I've been playing a lot as well, actually, because she's just a lot of fun. Just I like the whole flying around It's like thing. Quake. Yeah, 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 exactly like that. But um, yeah, McCree's a good thing for me to warm up. It used to be Tracer, but I found that actually you don't have to be particularly accurate with Tracer, so it's not great for a warm up. But you've got to be quick with Tracer, so that does wake you up in another yeah. way. So it's kind of it's an interesting combination. That's the nice thing about Anna, though, as well. You've got bigger hitbox, way bigger hitbox if you're zoomed in and healing your teammates. Yeah. For enemies, it's normal hitbox, I think. Yeah. So I think you've you're got right. that nice balance where I can I can heal my teammates without worrying about missing them. Like, and if not, I'll just chuck and spam my bio grenade. Yeah. And, but on other times, yeah, it means that you have to be skillful enough to be able to get that one kill. And if you take out the widow because your DPS are not paying any attention, yeah. and then you're like, right, what's next? You feel like such a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you can take someone down as Anna, but not like neglect your healing at the same time, that's a lot of fun. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So versatile. Absolutely. So Ash is fun, uh, Anna is bae. Yeah. Have you played Destiny too much? Not much. I played to a point where I ended up joining the uh, the Ballers Guild. Yeah. But I I literally had done the introduction. No one was around because they're in different time slots, and I had no one to play with, and that was that. So I literally just kind of it just went to rest, really. Because I mean, I think you, if you haven't done it already, you've you've probably people have probably missed it. But like I really enjoyed playing it when I was, but then I feel like I hit the end of the content that it was included with the base game. And I just I feel like playing more of it because it's really immersive, but I don't have any new content, I don't think, because I yeah. think I'd have to then spend like another 30 quid. Well, I think it's too expensive, so 60 quid if I want to keep going and going. So it's just not, 
Unless you're with a raid team or something, yeah. there's no point. It's, but it is such a fun game because it is. It's like my two favorite genres combined. It's like Overwatch and WoW together. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Any other game you say for you? Uh, I mean, not really. It was just Dungeon Siege 2. I've been playing that. I've been doing the story. You'll probably be hearing about me talking about it next time as well. But uh, it's like a very old RPG. But I play it yeah. every Christmas because this one Christmas I picked up six games for about 40 quid. And they were some of the best games I'd ever picked up in my life. Jedi Knight's Outcast. Yeah. Um, Dungeon Siege 2. I think I picked up... Well, yeah, no, I picked up loads of random stuff. But I played them to death. And this is one of them. It's the same with Harry Potter 1 <laughs> yeah, on yeah. PC. I sometimes delve into that, but I don't know where my CD's gone, so I need a bit of a ratch around. But they're my lead-up to Christmas games, and I don't know why, but I'm a bit of a stickler for tradition that way, so I always they're dive fun, into them. There are funny collections you get lead-up to Christmas with, like, but yeah. I guess it's just timing, isn't it? So, yeah, it's a good time. I like playing old games as well. Yeah. So, I've just finished my beer. You're, you're not far off. I'm how'd close. You, how do you feel about it? Uh, let me have another taste, okay. because I'm, I was thinking about it a second ago. So, it's really sweet, actually. Mm. The aftertaste, like... It's surprisingly sweet. I know it should be because it's honey. Yeah. And I actually quite like that. It's very sharp. It is, yeah. And I, I, I'm i just not sure how I feel about this. Because it's nice, but I also don't know that I want another one. That's it. That's Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I think that we would give this... Well, I'm going to give this a solid 3.5 mm. for intrigue. Something that you can bring to a barbecue and it not spoil whatever your session is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having an opener and saying, hey, try, hey, try this, this kind of different i think that's a very good description of it i'm happy to stick with the three and a half as well because it is it's it's almost fun to drink isn't yes. it? it's like it's not it's it's a nice change from anything else but it's not like it kind of contradicts with our ratings i know because it's not something like i wouldn't have like all the time but it's still really nice yeah it's not so, like it's not over the top like oh, i'd have this on the regular but it's like if someone offers me that i'm gonna be like yeah i'll have one yeah 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 absolutely so three and a half for the beer which is Hiver the honey beer, which I think is the right way to say it, and I think that's who makes it. I'm not really sure. Yeah, from HiverBeers.com. Yeah. So, Maybe they have other ones. Yeah, I guess so. I, I didn't really see many other ones there. No, sadly, it's empty. Oh, oh. couple of drips. <laughs> couple of drips. So. Movies and TV, huh? I think we'll jump quickly into the, um, not quickly, but into the one that we've both seen recently. Crimes of Grindelwald. Yes, Grindelwald. now, spoilers. Um, you might want to hit skip ahead for spoilers. Actually, we're not really going to spoil it, are we? I don't know. Pro- nah, keep, we'll, we'll manage to skip around it. I mean, yeah. we can... Okay, so let's start at the beginning. You, you, so no, don't worry about spoilers. We'll flag it up if we're going to spoil anything. Yeah. You watched the first one recently, so we're I watched about it Fantastic literally Beasts. the same day okay, okay. Um, as the second film. I watched it that morning. And what did you think about that one? The first one was actually really good. I liked it. And I'd seen loads of people saying, oh, it's just people dipping into the franchise and they're just trying to take from it what they can. It's like, oh, we'll put Harry Potter on it and we'll have uh, Harry Redmayne? Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, yeah. Harry Redmayne. <laughs> yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching too much football recently. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne playing the main character, Newt Scamander. And there's some sort of love triangle, but there's also that other guy who I saw in Good Luck Chuck, I think it was, or something like that. Oh, it's, the, it's, the, it's the tubby guy. Without trying oh, to sound sizes. Yeah, the, ba- the guy who likes to, who wants to be a baker. Yeah, yeah and he's, yeah, he's yeah. awesome. But yeah, I actually really like yeah. the dynamic between those two because you've got Newt who's quite shy and you've got him yeah. who's quite, you know, oh, not over the top but like sincere and sweet. And it's a yeah. nice delicate balance between yeah, the two. Yeah, yeah, because realistically he is you in the film. Do you yeah, know weirdly, I mean? like you're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, he's kind of just the 
the muggle that everybody else who watching the film is like it's absolutely just, that's realistically that's how we would be in that environment yeah like what the fuck is happening? what is this <laughs> oh sick look a dinosaur dragon lion i'm yeah, just gonna yeah. feed it out of the farm of my hand yeah, it's yeah, awesome yeah. oh well, i would really like some fucking buns right now that'd be nice and then he meets that lovely lovely girl whose yeah. name i've forgotten i can't remember her name either she's I've gorgeous she can read minds anyway um but yes it's yeah she can read minds she yeah. can read my mind any day and yep. she'll yep. then she'll, leave she'll swiftly yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, yeah I really enjoyed the first one um, and so I was looking forward to actually going to see the yeah. second one because it was like a continuation so just to put it into perspective this, so you see the first one it's like like nice bright shiny lots of cool stuff going on and then you get to the second one and it's like there's this dark storm over everything bang the yeah time. it feels so different the yeah. pacing feels different it's a lot more gloomy it's like <clears throat> Hyper beer and its effect on my brain. No, it's um, it was very much like the end Harry Potter films where there's mm. that weird thing whilst they're hunt- hunting for Horcruxes. Yeah. And bits. If you haven't seen Harry Potter, watch Harry Potter, please. They're great. Yeah. Um, and that's just that's just me saying, please do watch them. They're really good. Just Genuinely. get a load of ice cream, chill out late at night, and session them over a few days. Even one film a day, make it a marathon. Um, yeah, we did that recently actually. Ah, nice. Well, there we go. Uh, so you're all Harry Potter. Oh, up. yes. Um, but that was it. You're right, Ed. It felt so gloomy like those end. And the entire film had a weird grey grey to it as well. Didn't you find? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a lot yeah, more yeah. gritty and, and desaturated. And don't get me wrong, I actually really did quite like it. But I also don't know what the fuck happened. It was everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah. Story-wise, it was like, okay, so that guy's this. But now then that guy's this. Oh, Newt's going to go solve this. Yeah. So how does that work? Who's this person? Why is that person here? Don't know. Why is she this, but she's that? Basically, yeah, I, there's, I can't say anything without spoiling it, I'm but it confused. is a bit of a clusterfuck. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And by the end of the film, I was like, oh, this is wicked. So we know that, uh, I mean, you'll, you'll find this out before you've even seen it, but Johnny Depp is playing the main bad guy, Grindelwald, and he's not bad. No, I really like him in this, and it, it, what's great is he's not Jack Sparrow. Yes. Yeah, it is. He's Which... very different. He's... It's the concern, isn't it? Like, when you get Johnny Depp, is it going to be Jack Sparrow? Because I also think of Fear and Loathing Las Vegas, where he's... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's quite different as well. Yeah, um, well, go on. Yeah, but Jack Sparrow, absolutely. Exactly. It's like, it's, it's, are you going to get the fucking Alice in Wonderland Jack Sparrow? Yeah. Or are you going to get the Pirates Caribbean Jack Sparrow? Like, it's all the same person. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't try to think this. I swear there's something else that is very similar that he's been in. Yeah, Ralph Duke. All these bits, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, I really like him with that. And people were like, oh, you should have just kept Colin... Whatever his face was. Nah, I like uh, I yeah. like him as this. Me too. I think he makes a really good bad guy. Yeah. And the funny thing is, the public opinion of Johnny Depp is not great, so that actually probably helps. It does. There's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a thing about it where he kind of... Well, when he walks into a room and you know that this guy has followers, because they even say it in the first film, this bad guy, Grindelwald, has followers for yeah. something we won't tell you about. But you can see... It's the way Johnny Depp is. There's a... It's kind of like, oh, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. And the mm. way that they hold themselves above... They don't hold themselves above anyone in a certain way. But you know there's an air about them. That they've got presence. They've got they? presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what Johnny Depp does with this character. How do you feel about Jude Law playing Dumbledore? Not a fan. Not a fan. I, I think he's fine. Yeah. I really do. I think he's absolutely fine as a character, but it is very strange. And there was, there was an image we, we saw not long after seeing the film that was... It's like 1920 or something in this film. And then, literally, 90, there's a 1950s flashback from the Harry Potter films 
where you've got the current Dumbledore looking like 170 years old, and then yeah, yeah. less than 30 years later, you've got fucking Jude Law. Yeah, yeah. It is just, it's just a bit weird. I don't, but yeah, he's great. He's fine. I just, I don't love it. I don't know. What about you? I can see what you mean. I liked it in a way because we see Albus Dumbledore as this, uh, as seen as like a very powerful wizard and he is young and there Mm. must be a young Dumbledore who would have dressed well, maybe a little bit more savvy amongst the wisdom community. However, I do understand that the less tactile moments of Dumbledore aren't really present. There are moments where you're kind of like, yeah, that's kind of what the character would be like, but... I know you didn't feel as close to home as um, who's the who's the main Dumbledore? We had Richard Harris, was it? Yeah, as the first, first one. one, and then oh god, that's gonna kill me. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor as well. No. So just just while I'm looking this up, um, the the kind of oh great, Chrome's fucked off. Anyway, uh, the oh, god, I totally forgot what I was gonna say now. Like there was there was something I was gonna say. Blame Hiver. Yeah, but we'll blame the beer, man. Like maybe it's not enough beer. Um, I am DB. Dumbledore. Yeah. I think so. So we're we're not the only ones to struggle with this. As as Michael who, Gambon. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, of course, yeah. So oh, that's interesting. Now you put Dumbledore actor in, it comes up with Jude Law, Richard Harris, and Michael Gambon. Yeah. Huh? Okay. But that's it. He doesn't have the long beard. Um, and both have the long beards. Even in the flashback in Chamber of Secrets, mm. where it goes back to, um, like, oh, you okay, Tom? And he has that husky voice yeah, that yeah, Richard yeah, Harris yeah. has. Um, but yeah, it's not there anymore. I think actually Richard Harris was in one and two, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. He t- says that thing about um, Fawkes um, present itself to any noble Dumbledore. Which is a like very that. interesting part of this film as well. Yeah. Um, which Don't, we won't get into. Yeah. But the, yeah, there's a there's a phoenix in this film as well. Um, yeah. And the, I, just, I just enjoyed it. I think, um, Matt, is it Matrella from our, our Discord? She, he, they, they saw it again. That's and, my friend Cam. And oh, really? Cam is a big Harry Potter lore fan. Mm-hmm. So she had lots of questions that she was asking me afterwards, questions I hadn't even thought about. Like, there's a moment where, and this isn't really a spoiler, because um, you see Professor McGonagall. Yeah. And she knows that she knows that Professor McGonagall is of a certain age and that Dumbledore is way older. Yeah. She, she did the math and she was like, McGonagall wouldn't Doesn't have work. even been born at this point. Right. She'd be oh, minus God. seven years old or something like that. Oh, no. And I was like, holy crap, yeah, I guess, yeah. And she had. She said that she has so many other questions. So I think if we come back to this or another Harry Potter thing, either we'll have to bring her on the show or get a big bunch of questions for us to discuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. honestly, like she was throwing stuff out there. She's like, yeah, I, I, there are things I liked about it and things I really didn't like as a lore hound. And I get it because it was just confusing as fuck all the yeah. way through. And there was so many like name drops all yeah. the way through that I was like, who's this? Did, did, I vaguely remember this name being mentioned before. Who cares? Yeah. Like, it is just because you can. The, the interesting thing I heard said about the whole thing was that, then this was from Empire Magazine on their podcast, was J.K. Rowling, Rowling wrote this, and she is a novel writer, yes. not a script writer. Yes. And it's very fucking different. Yeah. There's, you have to put a lot less in a script, and you show it, whereas you've got, like, as many pages as you want in a novel. And it, I, and she wrote this whole thing, so it's possible that that's part of the concern. It's insanely dialogue heavy. Yeah, 
And just so much. I think just I think there's just too much going on. I really do. Um, I did have a good time, but then I came out of it going, I'm not really sure what happened. Yeah, and, and I, I think I, the yeah. next film's going to be the big opener. Yeah, and that was the, oh yeah, that was it. We're, like they're like, oh, you're the only one that can can challenge him to, to Dumbledore. That like about Grindelwald, and it's like. Well, how do you know that? Like, yeah. what's what's he done already? Like, theoretically, all we know about Dumbledore is that he had this big battle with Grindelwald at some point. But what's he done before that to make everybody think he's a great wizard already? Yeah, like I don't get. There's it. no build up to that. It's no. just you're the best, but we not we don't know why. Uh, yeah, and I get it. We we as the audience understand that because we know the kind of modern day Dumbledore as such. But I just don't understand why before all the good things, he's he's a famous wizard. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, so that'd be interesting. I, I look forward to seeing where it goes. And I'll definitely see the next one. Um, but I guess that's kind of it for me, really. I mean, we, I did, we did also watch uh, American Horror Story Apocalypse, which is, is the current good? season. It's good fun. Um, it's a bit fucking nuts, to be honest. But all, <laughs> all of those seasons are. I've only watched like a handful of them before. Have you, have you seen any of them before at all? No. Uh, it's kind of like, basically, there's, there's about, I think, 10, 11 actors... And they are, each season is a different thing. And they all play the set of different characters and stuff. But this is confusing now because there's sort of a combination of three different series. So you've got some of the actors playing like three different characters in the same episode. Okay. Which is, it's really, the whole concept of the show is fantastic. Yeah. And, but this is kind of just nuts, really. Like it's, it's kind of apocalypse. There's, there's, there's magic involved. There's demons and things like that. It's, it's entertaining. But I don't know really. Like it's fine. Like, it I love it. But yeah, that's kind of all I watched this this week. I think. Um, what about you? <laughs> uh, I rewatched Lord of the Rings: uh, Fellowship of the Ring. I realised that the net because I've been such a Lord of the Rings nerd throughout my entire life. I've noticed it. I mean, I've watched the extended editions. I've watched the Blu-ray extended editions, the normal yeah. ones, and I watched the Netflix edition. <laughs> Excuse my nose. There's and a different edition. The, well, the Netflix edition, it's not really... It's more like they've made an edition for Netflix, but it feels not like the theatrical version. It doesn't feel like the normal version. It feels like they've added or they cut in certain places to keep it a certain length. Really? It feels... They haven't cut scenes out. They haven't cut dialogue out, but there's moments where they've like almost done like a jump cut in dialogue scenes. Wow, okay. So I say, I say that. I say like moments where like Gandalf's riding down the road with Frodo to go into town... And they cut past like two sentences. Now that's nothing. That's like no, five yeah, seconds fine. of footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, I know those sentences off by heart. Yeah, and that's you weird. hear you hear Gandalf say like "Good gracious, really?" to the wrong sentence. And I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and I was watching this going, "That doesn't feel right. Let's rewind that." Like, am I really doing this? Fuck it, rewind it. I have to do this. This yeah, is what yeah. I do. And it, it's throughout the film. But there are moments. But it, for the most part, they leave it in. I think it's, there's a really boring part. They just can kind of chuck past it. Someone's done a cut or an edit where they've said, we'll just chuck this for the sake of fluff. There's no point. And I was like... That's weird. And I wonder if that's them doing it or if or this has been cut or if this has been cut elsewhere. Yeah. I, I wonder whether it's Peter Jackson doing a George Lucas. Maybe. I just found that really weird. That That is very odd for the sake of maybe a minute or two across the entire film or whatever it is. That seems strange. And maybe it is because I've watched the extended edition so many times. That is the normal edition. 
Maybe. And I've only really just like, watched the what? extended ones. Yeah, and that's it. So I was like, Holy. when you watch the normal ones compared to the extended, you'll fucking see the difference. Oh, really? I mean, okay. You do anyway because of the lack of scenes. But even basic scenes have more dialogue, have more pacing. There's okay. more to them. It's interesting. Um, that's it. That's my nerdum of the Lord of the Rings bit. I've been watching Outlander, and now I'm actually going to be jumping on. I've literally found before the show, there's a new season of Last Kingdom, which I talked about, yeah. banged about along the same arc as Vikings. So I'm delving into that yeah, literally yeah, yeah. tonight. That's going to be good. Um, after NFL, which of course I'll be watching oh, really? in abundance of this evening. Um, but Outlander is about a, uh, a girl who is on honeymoon, and she goes to Scotland, and they're having a lovely time. And she uh, she goes back to pick up a flower from this like runic stone circle, mm-hmm. touches the stone and gets warped back in time during the Jacobite era of Scotland. Um, so it's a kind of like a a, tri- a love triangle um, between her husband in the future and her husband. Oh, I say not husband actually. I don't know because I've only watched like two right. story. I've only watched two episodes, but it feels like there's something going on with this Scottish man in the past. Of course, there is Scottish in the past. <laughs> English in the future. But there's like a love triangle. But it is really well done. It seems really cool. And the title sequence is quite nice as well. It's like one of those old folk, not yeah. folk, the Scottish sounding songs. Right. It's beautiful. I do love a good title sequence, actually. Mm. Like, surprisingly so. Like, it's, it's been nicely done. It's not over the top. It's not like Game of Thrones right. or anything else. It's just easy. Yeah. And so you actually listen to it. Cause it's like, oh, here we go with all the bagpipes and the do 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 But... I think it's pretty good. Um, and I totally have a crush on the main girl in that because she's sure. like, dream babe. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I'm, wow. I'm watching it. I'm like, why aren't I married to you? You're amazing. So I'm watching it because I really like the girl. But also, to be honest with you, I actually like the story. <clears throat> it's kind of cool. It's a bit different. And you see kind of, whenever you go back in time, you always see Barbara stuff and you always see Barbara stuff. But this also focuses more on like what civil life was like as well back then. Yeah. So things like medication and things that she doesn't, she's like, fetch me iodine. And they're like, what's that? Or, you know, st- yeah, stupid yeah, yeah. stuff like that, small bits. But I'd suggest it. So Outlander, which is currently on Netflix, or maybe it's on Amazon Prime. It's on one of those, watch it. Um, finally, yeah. Outlaw King. Um, so it is uh, a Netflix film with oh, the guy that did Star Trek, who was the Captain Kirk in Star Trek. Oh, this thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I watched it. Oh, fuck. What is his name? Yeah. We're going to go Chris down. Chris Pine. The, Chris Pine. Thank you. Yeah. You yeah, have to yeah. go down the Michael Gambon route. Yeah. Um, so Chris Pine's yeah. in it as uh, Robert the Bruce. It's amazing in so is many ways. Like you actually feel like it, you're there. It's a good representation okay. of medieval so all the costume is medieval. Um, there's a moment where you've got the guy who played Stannis in Game of Thrones yep. is King Edward Longshanks, and it fits his role. He's like, he's got he's got the power to him. He's got a presence to it. Yeah, yeah. He's taking the piss out of all the Scottish nobles at the beginning of the film. You feel there's an injustice. You feel there's something going on. Um, at the same point, um, as an Englishman, I understand the whole entire freedom thing yeah. that Americans love to portray because that is a big trait like the land of the free but with the likes of Mel Gibson you know I think of films like Braveheart which is wildly historically inaccurate yeah um, one which has actually seeped into modern times something that Braveheart brought in which was called Prima Nocta which was 
uh, the lord of the land could consummate any marriage if he wanted to in the land. Yeah, yeah. So he got first dibs, essentially. That did not happen historically where, during the Engli English occupation of Scotland. A lot of people said that they did. So much so that during the Scottish independence movement, there were people saying, fight back against Prima Nocte. So thanks, Mel Gibson, for putting wrong history in people's right. heads. And The Patriot, again, another thing where Jason Isaacs, who played, um, oh, Lucius Malfoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah, Lucius yeah. Malfoy um, is the bastardising British man. We, we're always the yeah, bad guy. Classics, yeah. And so the film is amazing. Watch the film. It's absolutely incredible. But they always portray English people in these films as the worst people ever. The only good person, the only good Englishman is uh, Robin Hood. And he's not, not even really. he's not yeah. even something. He always has to be some sort of northern or you can be Kevin Costner, who doesn't have yeah. a fucking English accent that at was all. Weird. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, I'm gonna show him British courage. It's like really? Yeah. You're gonna, no English courage, he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so my rant over. Outlaw King is a wicked film. It feels so great to watch in terms of costume, in terms of what a medieval battle actually kind of would look like, or at least how it feels with lots of people, the shouting, the clamour, the using the uh, environment to your advantage yeah. and all the politics that goes with it, all the extra bits. It's a really good film. But being an Englishman, I'm starting to get a little bit salty about seeing films which basically portray us as being the worst people in the world. And yeah, we have a pretty dodgy history. Yeah. But most countries have dodgy histories. Yeah, if you look hard enough, yeah. I'm just sick and tired of the whole flag waving in your face. You, you should be ashamed of being English sort of thing. And it's kind of grinding on me a bit, even in film now. Getting a bit sick of it, Ed. I get it, no. I, I absolutely get I it. I don't know if that is... makes me feel like a like a patriot in that sense, but I'm, I am I think it's just more... I'm kind of sick and tired of... And I wonder if Germans feel that... Well, they don't feel that way about, you know... But if it's the, the Weimark, yeah. who didn't really have much to do with the Nazi regime, do they feel tender about their army who weren't in members Maybe. of the Nazi party? I, guess, I mean, I guess anything is possible. It's a topic for another sort of day, but we, it's like... We would have to do a lot of research, let's yeah, say, yeah. that sort of thing. But I find, I find that an interesting topic. Yeah. A, a hot topic, but an interesting one yeah, nonetheless yeah, for, for sure. a future yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would be interesting. And hey, if anybody's got some thoughts on that, let us know. Yeah, please do. If you're thinking, Jack, you should... Don't, don't fucking worry about it, because, you know, X, Y, and Z. Please tell me, or say... I actually like seeing the, the English as a bad guy because they've always they've always been a bit expansionist or colonialist. Give me your views, regardless of what it is, because <laughs> <laughs> I like discussion, and that's the point. It's all about discussion. All right, tech stuff. Yeah. Um, mine's very short. The fucking MacBook and fucking Windows. Put them together is just a terrible experience all around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, li literally, I mean, you may be able to hear it now. It's trying to like take off in the background. Its fan has just decided to go full blast. Um, I'm. This is the first time I've had Windows up for more than 10 minutes and it hasn't blue screened on me. Fuck. And what often happens is, is it will try its best to install Windows and then it will just like shit itself. You think everything's going great and then it won't boot up again. And I just don't know what the problem was. And I think the first, so I was then like, oh, maybe I need to do it the, the proper way, which is have OS X installed and then use Bootcamp to have Windows and Mac on, on the same thing. But then it turns out Windows 10 isn't supported by this version of Bootcamp. And I can't, <sighs> so I'd have to install like seven and then try and get it to work oh that way. Gosh. So what I've done is just say, fuck it, bin OS X completely, and then just have Windows on there. And I did that before and it just kept dying on me. But I think what happened with that was I couldn't get the drivers installed, whereas I've just managed to do that now. So we'll see if it boots up the next time I try it and it <laughs> works, I'll be happy. 
but theoretically, I want that to be like the show laptop because every time we do a fucking show, it's like, okay, we've got to get this mic working with that. And then we're going to get Audacity doing its thing. And oh, I can't hear it now. And hopefully once I set this laptop up, that'll be it. Hooray. But we'll see. And I've just discovered, I think the headphone jack died. Oh, on it. So that so that'll be fun. I'll have to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that might be something else to sort out. But yeah, it's 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 fine. It's just a pain in the ass. It's going to be a faff. It's old. Cool. Um, it just annoys me that you can't just use it because it's just another computer. But hey. True. What about you? What do you got going on? So I thought that my fan was going fuckety bye bye. But this also <laughs> works with your um, booting thing because mm. I plugged in a hard drive the other day. Yeah. Uh, sorry, a CD-ROM drive. And when I turned my computer off, I put on a load of drivers. The screen turned off, but the computer didn't. Yeah. I hard shut it down because it didn't say there was an update or anything. Mm. When I turned it back on, black screen straight to BIOS. Nice. I did this about three times and I started bricking it. I was like, have I lost everything? This is the worst time to do it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all things that I've considered recently. I was like, I don't want my computer dying as well. Um, it realized that for some weird reason, Windows 10 decided that, or my BIOS decided, that the CD was the boot, not... Yeah the SSD and so I was like oh so if I click drag save and reset oh we're back yeah it's so fucking dumb when it does <clears> that and it's just like what why why is it what's the point of that we, we had a yeah. MacBook do that at work like because there's like an IT company in the office and it's like the MacBook has changed its boot order how does <laughs> how does this happen <laughs> but that's that's it and um, I thought the fan was fucked because it said that all the other fans were operating at normal spin but one fan was like going into the red zone. So I changed it from optimal performance to normal mm -hmm. so that it like shows spikes and normal that power saving yeah, other ones. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, no, give me performance. I want performance. Yeah. Give me all the voltage. But that's it. Pretty much. I, I need to fart around with it later on, but it's doing weird things, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm just glad that it's booted in the right way. It's it's still all running fine. So all the fans are working then. We hope until yeah. something like goes out of the glass screen and tries to take my eye out, we're fine. That's about it. I mean, we're benchmarking. Yeah, benchmarking. Stuff. What have you been doing? I was literally, I just wanted to test it. I found out that my GPU's great, my yep. CPU is crap now. Or it's not crap, it's just old. Yeah. That's I it. Mean, That's it. The trouble is, a year or two ago, it would have been fine. But we've now got like six or eight cores being the norm in desktops now, which makes a huge difference. So we'll see. We'll see. I think, I think that you would benefit from overclocking it for sure because apparently they overclock very well you just need to get a different cooler for it i've, I've never done that though so you need to teach me how to overclock yeah it's, you taught me mine yeah little. yeah yeah i mean honestly it's really easy you there's no okay you're definitely going to get to x gigahertz on the cpu you, you don't know everything is different because it's just sand we've tricked into doing stuff for us um <laughs> That is, yeah, put put some lightning through sand and then you get a CPU. That's kind of what you end up with. But um, it will see. I think it'd be interesting to try because you've you got to balance how fast you want it to go, how much power you give it and how hot it gets. Yeah. And there's, there's a very, like, it's a delicate ballet of just getting it right. And you you can't you can't go wrong, basically, unless you go, oh, yeah, put like 10 times the, the amount of power through it, then you'll shitting fucking break it and everything but you don't do that you just go tiny little increments and then it'll be fine fair enough cool it's it's good fun i mean with me i overclocked because i can it doesn't do a huge amount of performance whereas that does do a huge amount of performance again. cool so it'd be interesting to try it and see what you end up with yeah i will but we'll we'll Have see to find something okay technology <clears throat> and so, gaming and beyond yeah so our technology uh, discussion 
It was more about, yeah, so it was originally technology and gaming and beyond that made us excited. Um, so I also wanted to talk about First Man, which we saw mm. recently, and this was sparked on. I'm just going to turn on the heater because it's fucking getting cold in here again. Actually, no. I'll brave it till the end of the show because <laughs> I'm not a wuss. It's fine. We got, we've already got a little bit of time left. I'm so a man! Um, no, but it's uh, honestly, um, having watched First Man, it really rejigged an already obsession with space yeah and how much when i talk about technology that makes me excited about nasa recently saying about this moon stuff yes yes that is exciting i think i think we're gonna have an interesting few years ahead if it's actually doing what it says on the tin there were no dates in that video but apparently we're going back to the moon which in our lifetime <laughs> going back yeah. what's that in our lifetime in mine and ed's lifetime yeah. we weren't like, I've seen two launches off of Cape Canaveral, which is amazing as it is, to know that we're going to the moon again in my life. And I bet we'll have good enough cameras to be able to live stream well, the there's, trip there's to the moon. there's a continuous live stream from the space station currently. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. Live stream landing on the moon, watching on your computer, on your phone yeah. in 2018. A bonkers. Probably off one of fucking Elon Musk's dumb internet satellites that he's <laughs> going to put up around the world, like, which is insane by itself. If it doesn't get ruined by space debris. Yeah, we'll see. There's, there's going to be like a hundred, like a couple hundred satellites mm. providing internet. But isn't that exciting in, yeah. in terms of saying that there will one day be something on the moon which will be like, oh, we're just get we're just going to do another trip to the moon. To yeah. make that such a normality would be insane. Yeah. Or we've got three people on the moon, and they've got constant oxygen because of plants, because of this, because of the others. They can't grow anything because it's the fucking moon, but we're finding ways of self-sustaining. And I know that they are already in that video. Yeah. Well, Matt Damon managed to grow potatoes on the moon, so... Oh, the Mars. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Mars, even. So, hey. But this is it, and who knows what we might find on the likes of Mars, but everything's so far away, but I find space exploration such an interesting role in our current, even in our current geopolitical climate. Everyone's still worrying about what's going on on Earth, but we yeah. also worry about what's going on there. They said soon we might have our first picture of a black hole. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This was said earlier. <laughs> this will be yeah, yeah, exactly. This will be said, but it'd be interesting to see if they could get the event horizon. So, yeah. a black hole, how that works for those who don't know, and it's a very weird way of describing it is a star is made up of hydrogen atoms, and when it gets pulled to the center, those hydrogen atoms turn into helium, and that pushes out. So you've got the center. So there's like I don't know if it's fusion's the right word for it, but basically you've got a balance of helium pushing out hydrogen pushing in now over time other elements also created which is fine until you get to iron and iron just fills that space and okay. gets bigger and bigger eventually the reaction stops so the hydrogen going in um has it doesn't get pushed out it just consumes it so one of two things happen either the star has a supernova and explodes or it implodes into because all that mass from the outside, which is not being pushed out by the iron, it just collapses in on itself. Imagine you get the earth and you make it the size of a peanut. When you make it the size of a peanut, the yeah. mass of the earth is still there. You, me, it's like you making the shed with us two in it a penny, yeah. even though that's a different mass. No, look. I get it, yeah. But the penny would weigh, would have the exact same mass as the shed. It'd have the yeah, same, which like... Which is insane. Which the is insane. Of volume yeah. Is like, yeah. Can you imagine in that tiny pinhole, but the earth into a peanut, right? Yeah. And so someone was like, what happens? And Kurzgesagt is one of the best things. And this is kind of what I'm mostly quoting because he said it fantastically, or their channel did. Um, 
but it's such an interesting thing because in order to get out of a black hole, you have to be going faster than the speed of light, which yeah. is impossible. So for me personally, I find that exciting to be able to get a picture of this absolute monster of a thing, which is both, we don't know what happens in the black hole. It literally bends space, time and everything. Yeah. If you think space is linear, it's like one line, black holes are like the beeps of a heartbeat, but yeah. they go down all the time. We don't know what happens. Either from the outside perspective, if you fall into a black hole, it looks like you're kind of like slowly going to the center, you turn red, um, where you're burning up and then suddenly you just go into darkness or you go into the black hole you see the entire history of the universe before your eyes and then you go into whatever's inside it which could be the singularity which we just don't know do we? That's and we yeah thing. and we don't know whether um, black holes either keep the information they suck, it, suck in or destroy it which means who that who knows <laughs> so it's a really interesting thing how are we ever going to find out without destroying ourselves yeah but I want to know what, the, what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be because they always have like these cool things, which is just a black dot. And there's actually a clinical fear of black holes, apparently. Right. There's an actual fear really? of black holes. Yeah. Some like phobia. Yeah, like a circular phobia, something like that to do <laughs> okay. with it. But they always do it as like a, literally a black circle with lensing on the outside, which yeah, is what yeah, we yeah. call the event horizon. But that technology is awesome. To be able to take a picture of something that far away, given we're both kind of like in the industry of, you know, for you even more so with me, yeah, working yeah. with cameras every day, to have a camera that good to take a picture of a black pretty, hole. Pretty exciting. That's exciting, man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. moon bases, I black know. holes, yeah, yeah, yeah. rockets landing on pads so we can reuse them potentially yeah. at the future. Cost-effective ways of going to space. It's an exciting time to be alive in terms of space. I absolutely agree. I think it's just, it's the next step, isn't it? Like it's the only, <clears throat> I mean, other than the fact that we should, you know, probably look after Earth at the same time. Yes. Um, we need to figure out where we go next as, a, as the human race. Like the moon is clearly the easy next step. I mean, relatively easy because it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, and also that is relative as well because it's not just around the corner. It's still several hundred thousand miles away. Like, oh, is that, is it? I don't know. It's like a hundred and... Like three days. Anyway. No, less than three days. A day, maybe two days. Hey, Google, how far away is the moon? Ah, didn't unlock... Ah. Lol. Hey, Google, how far away is the moon? Something, something technology. The moon is 384,400 kilometers from Earth. Say how long would it take to get to the moon? To the moon. How long would it take to get to the moon? About three days. <laughs> Boom! According to Cora, Apollo missions. See, this, it then doesn't days. stop. Right, okay. But that Sorry. was Apollo. Yeah, Apollo. So who knows how Theoretically, long? Theoretically, it would take less time. I, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It depends how much fuel they use getting out. Mm. They also had to use fuel, the lunar module, to get onto. Yeah. And they had, as we saw in First Man, they had like hardly anything left. No, nothing. Before they went you up. Yeah, to get over that crater. Yeah. Yeah, Which yeah, is yeah. nuts. Yeah. Think about that it. That's crazy. So the reason I decided to bring in First Man was because we talk about the amazing feats of space flight we could do in terms of technology today and why it excites us. But seeing this film really iterated to me how frontier it was back then like they do shots where they're sitting in the rockets and you can hear metal kind of like bending it and was bolts. amazing it was yeah it was incredible like we both left there and just going like wow and a lo no loads of people just didn't like it or they're like oh the shakiness i'm like yeah but that's exactly how it would be yeah that's the thing is so they stuck an imax ca camera in a tin can 
Yeah. And apparently all that creaking, everything else is exactly how it was. And even things like when they talk about, well, what we'd call the Gemini project, yeah. which is precedes the Apollo project to get to the moon. They actually call it Gemini. Yeah, that was weird. And that was just like or threw Jiminy. me off. Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jiminy I, or Gemini. Jiminy crickets. Um, yeah. Like, I just... That, that whole program in itself was incredible because did they really only do that one failed docking procedure? Yeah, I think so. That was Gemini 8. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, but seeing that and seeing the oscillations that he had to take before he eventually managed to balance out with the thrusters yeah. and how that then informed them to, oh, well, next time you go up, we'll just make sure that each thruster has its own power yeah, 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 or something yeah, yeah. like yeah. that. Isn't that amazing? It was just insane. And, and I just... That it's really hard to put into words because there were so many cool things yeah. that just happened and they figured out and it was it was really interesting to see how because because Neil Armstrong was an engineer he wasn't a pilot he was an engineer that happened to be a pilot like yeah. that's that was just <laughs> incredible and just how he figured things out as well on the fly and as an experience that whole film was great and I think it just shows how much tech they had to build to actually get to the moon because nothing existed yeah and the politics behind it so he still had like the height of the cold war so ussr and all their vostok rockets and getting yuri gagarin into space sputnik first they did the first spacewalk and you see them have the spacewalk and the guy was supposed to do the first spacewalk is there i think it could have been not chaffy but maybe it was white yeah, it was the guy that then died. In it? Apollo 1 yeah, plugs yeah, out yeah. test, which was that nearly oh been. That was horrible. It was horrible. And I knew that that was coming up. So I was like. I didn't. I hadn't realised. I was, I was like, oh shit, I wonder how they're going to do Apollo 1 because it was like as soon as they get in there. But what was amazing was they actually kept in the dialogue from yeah. the pretty much the same dialogue, which is incredible. So one of the guys says. Um, how can we get to the moon if we can't talk between three fucking buildings? Yeah. They say, can you repeat that? And he goes, <laughs> how can we? And, you know, it's a bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. one of the last things that guy said. And that was in the film. And I immediately yeah. got chills because, you know me, like I know all the random dialogue I they have. I didn't. Like, that, that scene was fucking funny until it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was just horrifying. Yeah, yeah. And But that's the thing. Also in this film, they have them on the, not the runway, but the main bridge as they go across and you feel the claustrophobia with them as they get into the space rocket and close both the hatches so it's it's absolutely nuts and like does anyone have a swiss army knife or something (laughs) like what why (laughs) why um but in terms of space yeah um i we totally recommend that we could have put that in film but to be honest because we're i've been so inspired by space stuff recently it's totally i felt that was a topic we needed to talk about because it is present yeah absolutely all this stuff is happening I think we... What were you just saying? Space. And space. how it's exciting. <laughs> space is exciting, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I think space is something that we could, with a bit more planning, we could do a whole episode on. Yeah, we could do. About space travel and stuff. Because I think it's there's a lot that could happen, and I think there's so much material out there to, to think about it. Like, just look at The Martian and stuff. Like, yeah. That, that whole film wasn't actually too far out there. I know there's a lot of technology and stuff in that that we just don't have, but it's a, it's not like out of the realms of possibility, like some things are, like, I don't know, like we don't, there's no warp drive in it or whatever yeah. you want to like. <laughs> so I think it's just interesting to just see where we end up. And I, I really hope that, because there was this crazy, like 
almost for emotional material feel good NASA thing that we were talking about in the video. Yeah. It's like we're going <clears> back <throat> to the moon and stuff and with the help of our partners, so they're SpaceX basically, to make it a reality to have a permanent foothold on the moon. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. So I think I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm also skeptical because Yes. It's a totally yeah. different ball game. It feels like we're gonna do something to keep ourselves relevant because we're a bit worried about taxpayers' money. Yes. And then we don't know. So we're gonna definitely pay close attention and expect to hear a lot more space stuff from us as we find out about it because we want to know what happens. And I also know that there's another thing which I think is amazing. You could tweet astronauts in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Eurospace Agency, you can just tweet. Like I was looking at, because I'm currently out of a job, I was thinking, well, if this happens a few more times, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I might become a air traffic controller. Yeah. Or go into that as a part time. And that could even work on too. You know, you're a space agency yeah, yeah, yeah. or NASA. Who knows? But I find that so awesome that there's that sort of avenue and that there is someone out there who literally, when they're like, oh, what can I do for a job? Guess I'll be an astronaut. Yeah. Guess That's I'll not. be a fucking astronaut. Like, and he started with being a, a test pilot engineer. Yeah. Like, completely fucking up. So I guess that's kind of it. We kind of didn't, we didn't really touch the kind of technology and gaming and stuff. But well, we will at some yeah. point. We will definitely do this topic. Honestly, I did no fucking show notes for this thing, so but, there we go. <laughs> like, that's the thing, though. I mean, when we talk about technology and gaming and beyond, maybe maybe our next show will literally be technology and gaming part two. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna lie, I just went on the super fan rant of space stuff and yeah, first man. Great. I don't know if we talked about it last time, but holy fuck. No, I don't think so. I don't. We'd seen it quite. No, oh, maybe not. But it was needed to be seen. Yes. Absolutely, I'm really glad we saw it in cinema. Yeah, it was it was nice to see so, it on the big screen. Yeah, I guess before we before we wrap up, so beer was three point five. Yep. Crimes of Grand Awards, all right. There's a bunch of cool shit on Netflix. Yep. Um And First Man was amazing. So good. And sadly, I probably don't think you can see it in the cinema again now. Yeah. But if you haven't seen it, try and get hold of it when it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever else. Or <laughs> other ways that although we won't. <clears throat> <laughs> all the other ways, yes. <laughs> The other ways to acquire or said things through the interwebs. Cool. Um, cool. All right. That was the show. Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at slackers underscore studio and join the Discord at the link in the show notes. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please drop us a review if you're on iTunes or send us an email at the slackers email box at gmail.com. And Steve. And yeah, Steve the Slackerbot, who is not Slackerbot, but I like to think of him as a, an have alter we ego. the email box? I have, yeah, there's nothing okay, on there. Okay, fine. Damn it! Yet, <laughs> yet, even if you send a smiley face, Steve will read out a smiley face email. Send it, send it. You send it on say it, we'll ban on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Three, two, one. Don't, Don't let, let your, your boss, boss catch you slacking. Until, Until next, next time, time we've, we've been, been your slackers. slackers. And you can slack as much as you like if you don't have a boss to catch you. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> you got that going for you, at least. <laughs> and fudge. And fudge. But wait, there's more! There's more! Here's some messages from other podcasts in the Slackersphere. Hey, Slackers, it is Frasley. Want to hear even more discussion about World of Warcraft and geeky stuff? Head on over to Frazzlecast in your local supermarket podcast app, right next to the lettuce. Each week, I talk with people from Azeroth and beyond! Hey, Slackers, Allie here. Do you enjoy Warcraft Dungeons? 
Ever wonder what the stories are behind them, but are just too busy slacking to look it up? I've got you covered. Check out Dungeon Fables on Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Take care and keep on slacking.